and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Here with another episode on Nomadland, uh, which we're going to be reviewing and previewing some of the uh, awards contention uh, for this film, specifically for the Oscars, uh, with Chloe Zhao absolutely destroying so far. Um, We'll get into that here uh, after we review this real quick. I'm joined with Todd, Margo, and Lindsay, and of course, I'm your host, Hey. Uh, but again, we'll get straight into reviewing Nomadland. Um, you might want to add, uh, just before your review, because I know two of us, uh, it's been a while since since they've seen it, um, so maybe just, just add when you've seen it, because I watched this today. Um, but Todd, what were your thoughts on Nomadland? Let's see, I saw it uh, around a month ago, uh, and I like it. It's going to be a movie that, th this is kind of the thing about it. I saw it a month ago, I liked it, I reread my review, um, but I can't remember a ton about the movie now. It didn't stick with me really well. So it's a movie that I like, but I, I'm not sure if I buy into the level of attention it's getting. I do think that Chloe Zhao's direction is really great. To me, it's just kind of a, a boring script in a way, but I think what she does with it is really kind of nice. Like I understand why she's getting all of this attention. Frances McDormand, as far as I'm concerned, can win uh, or should be one of the contenders. What she does with the character is really impressive and made me care about what is kind of almost like slow cinema at times, the, the film. Uh, but there's a lot that's pretty to look at. If you get by into the vibe, it's a pretty decent film. Uh, probably not going to be the most exciting Academy Award winner ever if it wins, but I liked it. Nice. Gotcha. Uh, and Margo, what were your thoughts on this film? Yeah, so I saw this in like early December because of the like virtual run that it had at Lincoln Center. Uh, and I thought it was pretty good when I saw it, but I like don't remember a lot about it now, and I don't really think about it at all. Like when I think about movies from 2020, I usually think of Minari, for where I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great movie, and like I know Nomadland was good, but like I don't really think about it that much. But I agree with Todd that the direction was good, and Frances McDormand was really good as well. Nice, nice. Uh, and then, Lindsay, I guess you'll round out uh, the trio of positivity before we get to mean old me. Um, what were your thoughts on the film? Yeah, it sounds like I'm more positive on it than anyone else. I really, really love this movie. It's one of my favorites of the year. Probably not my favorite of the year, but definitely up there in my top five. Um, fully deserving of all of the awards it's winning. I love the direction it took. I love the feeling of the movie. It definitely is slow, so it's not one that I would say is like a universal like people are going to love this you know it's definitely like a vibe um and if you don't feel that vibe you won't you won't like it which I think is fair but I was really feeling that vibe <laughs> um it was also just gorgeous so I'm like a huge sucker for cinematography so if there's just like pretty skies I'm like okay this is good I like this <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> That kind that's of actually like a documentary almost, but like not. Lindsay, you're stealing all my points. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. You're fine. Sorry. I was going to mention the visuals um, just because I watched this on Hulu right now. And uh, uh, the where I'm at in Texas, the Wi-Fi still isn't like fully back to normal. Um, mm. So there were certain scenes that like I was like, man, I, I wish I was watching this at theater um, just because I could tell like it was kind of like the pixel rate was going down. And I was like, oh. Okay, so like the because I feel like a lot of this is like how beautiful it is and how like beautiful the world is. Yeah. So it would have I wish I would have seen it, you know, when when Lincoln Center was doing their uh, their run of it. But the other thing I was going to mention is, and this bleeds into my negativity for this film. Both of Chloe Zhao's films to me are like narrative documentary filmmaking, and I don't get it. And I'm sorry that I'm doing this again because I felt the same with the writer where I was like, yeah, it was well acted. It looks great, but like, it doesn't make me feel anything. And I hate to say that because like, this is getting tons of praise. Like Chloe Zhao is the front runner for directing, but like everything about this movie, I don't know what it was. And Lindsay, I think to your point, like this, this movie is a vibe movie and you will know in the first 10 minutes, if you're about this or not, um, and I, I was, I was not at all. Um, and I thought it was, Hey, you just didn't get it. I know. I think it's fair <laughs> you are a documentary hater. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so here's, what's interesting. I can't, this, this is where I think I, I might be a little bit overstepping how much I don't like this movie and what I'm about to say. I don't think either of her two films are like are movies, if that makes sense. Like they don't have like a cinematic pop to them. Like I love Luzu from Sundance, and it's basically like kind of documentary narrative filmmaking. But like there's still a movie to that. And like this, like there are things that happen, but for the most part, I'm like, but what's I don't know. I, I think it was like lacking a heartbeat for me. And like a lot of people mentioned similar things with Roma because they said, oh, well, Roma's just this boring black and white film. I don't care about it. <clears throat> and I thought Roma was a masterpiece. So I get it. I get how <laughs> we're at this point <laughs> with this movie. Um, I will say as soon as I because I didn't know anything about this film. Um, I thought from the poster, um, the second poster, the IMAX poster they did. I had a little hope because I was like, oh, well, maybe it's a, a, a comedy road trip film. I was like, that'll be weird for Chloe Zhao, but okay, I'm down. Oh. Uh, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not that. I would also love that, but that's not what this movie is. Yeah, yeah. So it's – as someone as someone who wants – like, I, I think I went into this. And as someone who, like, wants to live in a van at some point, maybe – my like standard for this is like I hope this movie makes me want to live in a van even more. I don't think that's what this movie is going for. In fairness, um, but uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think I, I don't mean, think that's what they were trying to. I think it was more of a commentary on poverty. I don't think they were like trying to recruit people into poverty. Um, hey, hey, hey! Was looking for more of like a travel video. Like, hey, what was unpregnant? Here's, yeah. <laughs> I 
do. That's that's one I, I need to see. Um, if but, you want yeah. a comedy road trip movie, you should definitely watch Unpregnant. For sure, for sure. The, the, thing, the thing for me is, like, there's so many... Um, I just love road trip movies and yeah i'll add, i'll add that i think that one is on my watch list um yeah we'll we'll get into uh scores real quick and then we'll talk about the awards preview for for this film um which i i'm gonna add a little bit um if this wins best picture the and i i don't like saying i i don't like the word like movie casuals or like uh, i know on twitter they use like Two movies a year, uh, people or whatever, like the people that only see like Avengers and Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever. But like, people do watch Best Picture movies, especially if they are available on Hulu. And people will hate this if it wins Best Picture. <laughs> is that is that fair to say? Like, I I I don't think this is a movie for like a broad audience. But I don't think that the Oscars should necessarily consider that when they're picking the best picture. I don't think it's like, mm-hmm. well, most of America Agreed. like this or not. Because like, <laughs> if that's the case, then yeah, let's let let's let the trial of the Chicago Seven win. You know, because uh, I still think I think I think Judas could fit that category. Um, I would love for Judas to win, but I don't know if it will. <laughs> or honestly, honestly, if they were going by that that rule, like Soul should be in the top five. Chances for best picture, like it's universally pretty beloved by uh, mass audience. But we'll get into scores. Uh, Todd, what would you give this out of ten? Uh, seven five. Uh, seven point five. Seven point five. Yes. Right, gotcha. Cool. Uh, Margo, what would you give this out of ten? Uh, like a eight point five. Gotcha. Um, and I would probably go with a four um, out of Ooh. ten. Leaning towards a three, but there's enough here. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's why I saved you for last, Lindsay. You get to save it. What would you give this out of 10? I, I gave it a 10. <laughs> nice, nice. So that would wind up with... Oh, I was about to do multiplication instead of dividing. Uh, plus... 10 divided by 4 is 7.38. Still still movie good for us. Um, movie so good. So I didn't, I didn't ruin everything. Um, but we'll get into uh, the odds for this film. Um, I will say coming out of this, it confirmed some of my suspicions. I am very worried Trial of Chicago 7 will beat this for Best Picture. Um uh, how, what do you what do you guys do you think because obviously it's it's doing pretty well nominations wise how do you guys feel there, for a win for best picture i am very concerned that it's it's not i would be win. so upset if trial of chicago 7 beat it because trial of chicago 7 so boring to me at least really lowered my score for trial after watching judas um so the question is what do we think about its chances or what would we think about it when so like so just just mentioning this uh todd uh right Mm -hmm. now on golden derby uh nomadland and trial both have seven to one odds um a similar thing happened with green book and roma they were tied going into um like the week or the second week before 
the uh, the best picture was going to be announced. And then right before, I remember like this happened, I remember distinctly the betting odds switched and Green Book was the leader. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Why would it? Because I, I, I still claimed like the week of, I was like, there's no way Green Book can win. Like it's not going to happen. I think this might be a Green Book year again. Um, I knew I knew Green Book my... was going to win when it won the PGA award. <laughs> my prediction is that this is the year that that white people fight back, quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I I just feel like it. I just feel like it's going to be one of those years. I, I sorry. The sociology professor in me is always thinking about how like race and gender and, and you know, place to here, but it just feels like this year where if you see these interviews with Oscar voters, they are so petty and dumb. And like when they talk about like why they vote for things, like I really could see a lot of them settling into this idea of like, well, we gave it to a foreign film last year for God's sakes. We're good now, right? Okay, Glenn Close. <laughs> Come on, walk on up. Uh, trial of the Chicago 7. You're in. Anthony Hopkins. Hell yes, even though there were seven better performances by people of color. I don't care. You're in. And it just feels like, I don't know, that's my fear for what this Oscars is going to be. So I'm starting to predict Trial of the Chicago 7 will win. I would rather Nomadland win than Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to clip that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Your white people butt back. Um, I, so, I agree with everything Tom oh, is yeah. saying, though. I think that's, I think it's likely that's going to happen. I think, so, I don't think, I'm, <laughs> it might, it <laughs> might be, when Todd was saying it, I was like, oh, God, no, Oscar nomination night. There's going to be so many, like, bad uh, nominee. The main one to me, if they nominate both, or honestly, even one of Glenn Close or Jared Leto, I'm out. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. and like, I'm not, because like, I I recognize what Nomadland is. I'm not going to object if that ends up winning Best Picture. That would be cool. Um, especially specifically like Chloe Zhao winning director. Even though I wouldn't have her like in my top five, that would be awesome if Chloe Zhao won, and she's been. Killing it in every other award, uh, we might we might move to the odds for that here in a second. The only thing I will say is, with the release this week, uh, and Nomadland will probably receive a similar bump because uh, it was released on Hulu um, and some theaters this weekend, so it's getting even more buzz. Um, Minari is jumping a little bit, so it has been raising uh, that as well. Ma Rainey's been going down because I want to say it was ahead of Minari a second ago. Uh, Minari's about um, 8.5 to 1, and then Ma Rainey's 9 to 1. <clears throat> one I could see that appeases old Academy voters and would have people not as upset like a trial of Chicago 7 winning, if one night in Miami won, I think that most people like content, if that makes sense. Like, one night in Miami is the Joe Biden of the... Uh... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, we got to do more morning pods for Todd. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I a way so that was that was accurate. That is very accurate. 
<laughs> so oh, quick man. question quick question before we go to directors i know this is random but to to go off of Hayes point about how like these the, her film almost doesn't feel like a movie would this be like the slowest film to ever win best picture because like i can see my dad watching this and being like this isn't even a fucking movie and like just quitting after like 15 minutes because and so i do agree that's not wrong <laughs> i don't care because i i just want them to pick the best winner but i am just curious like it is it is a very slow movie i don't i don't remember a film winning that was this just like vibe based and kind of plotless. I don't know. Can anybody else think well, so, of it? So that's the thing. I, I tried to look back a little bit and there, I mean, I haven't seen some of the ones from the thirties. Um, sure. So maybe there's something there, but for the most part, like a good majority of quote unquote, best picture winning films. Like the only one I can think of that kind of stands out of the best picture format. I think Parasite does to a certain extent, uh, not even because it's a foreign language film, just because it's, it's it's both all genres and not a genre film at once. Uh, this is something I'm actually working on a video, uh, the genre of Bong Joon-ho, because it's just so many, di like you can't say it's a comedy or a drama or like um, a thriller, even though it has all those elements. Um, but another one as well, um, you guys remember, well, you guys for sure remember, but The Artist, um, that was a weird winner. Mm. I remember yeah, winner. Yeah, I remember people being like, I mean, I guess, I guess part of it is it's kind of like paying homage to Hollywood a little bit. But once I saw the movie, I was like, besides that, it's a weird choice for, for Best Picture. Um, yeah, I, I was looking through the list and, and I, I can't think of one. Uh, that's this not plot based yeah which is... i don't know if there's one that's this slow because well i tried to show my family moonlight and they were really bored so i can't even imagine trying to show them nomad land <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a, that's a great point <laughs> Lindsay. um oh man yeah. it, it will be interesting again i I don't want so so I'll say this again because I've gone on record to say for the most part, even though I disagree with like some of the politics that the movie chose to do in Trial of Chicago Seven, I like Trial of Chicago Seven, but it is the same it is the same case of me as last year, where I said even though I loved Joker, I was like get this movie as far away from Best Picture because it will be like will be so annoying to just like be like well i kind of like this movie and then people would be like it's the worst piece of garbage ever and like i don't i don't mind if people don't like trial of chicago 7 but keep that a move keep it away from best picture please <laughs> oh man but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll move to director odds um which is currently um chloe Zhao is about three to one uh, and David Fincher is 4.5 to 1, um, and Aaron Sorkin is 5.5 uh, to 1. So um, those are the three main people people are, are talking about in terms of winning. Um, I, I will – do you guys see someone like Lee Isaac Chung or Regina King 
Um, obviously, he's he's more outside looking in, but even like a Shaka King, one of them like doing well at like the Globes or the critics, like actually winning the award. Do you see any of those passing uh, Sorkin Fincher, either Sorkin or Fincher, mm-hmm. to be like direct competition with Zhao and the other two? Maybe I think that, Regina I think King. That, oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think Chloe Zhao pretty, like, is pretty solid in the lead, but I think Regina King, like, a lot of people really like her, so I could mm-hmm. see that happening. Yeah. I, I think I, I will be curious because Emerald Fennel has been nominated a couple times, right? Yeah. No, she was nominated. She, was, for- she got in at the. Um, Globes, correct? The Globes, yeah. yeah. Um, but is, that... there, is there any is there anything to indicate Promising Young Woman is, like, gaining momentum, though? I don't know, like... I, don't think, I think it's losing momentum going into yeah. the Oscars. I, yeah. I, think, I think Nomadland and Minari and even somewhat The Father and Judas to a certain extent, um, all of those, like... Someone has described this to me where... You think, like like Todd mentioned, um, and I guess I'll get to what Todd mentioned in a second, but you think the Oscars governing body that votes for this, you think they would be smart and like well-versed in films and pretty open to anything, but they are super petty, like uber petty about everything. And they have all these quibbles and stuff. Every time you hear something come out, it's, it's ridiculous. So I could see... Like people being like, oh well, Nomad Land and Minari and Judas were three of the last movies I've seen. Even because um, someone mentioned uh, the year that Phantom Thread came out so late, people were people were I mean not like too much, but there was buzz that that could possibly win Best Picture, just because so many were so many people were seeing that last and having it fresh in their mind. So I'm curious. I think The Father's way too late to have. A push like that. When does it come out? I, I, I'm pretty sure it comes out in limited release next weekend. But it only okay. comes out on major releases, and I don't know when it's getting a VOD release. So I'm I'm very confused about that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. But yeah, I I am curious. Um, the Oscars are, are what I'm most intrigued to see who the actual nominees will be um, for the final five. I still think, I know this is kind of a hot take. We're not a hot take. I, I don't think Sorkin's going to be in the final five when, when all is said and done. I think it'll be one of those. think he's going to take his space? I, I, <laughs> I, may be, I may be dreaming here, but I would be so appreciative if Shaka King... Uh, got got the no- final nominee, um, and it was Chung, Fincher, uh, Zhao, uh, Regina King, and Shaka. I could still see Spike Lee because the Oscars like Spike Lee a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think Spike Lee might come around. Like I think The Five Bloods is going to be a Best Picture nominee. I think Spike might be nominated. Just I don't see Sorkin working his way in the top five directors. I don't think he's as beloved as people think he is in the directing category. I hope you're right. 
Yeah, my <laughs> prediction is that when Aaron Sorkin wins Best Director, Spike Lee gets up and leaves the theater again. <laughs> oh, well, Todd, you got to understand, uh, they're doing pandemic Oscars, so I hope that happens because oh, yes. will, we'll leave the Zoom call. <laughs> That's oh, what I want. I want him on a Zoom person. call, and I he just gets up and leaves the Zoom call. <laughs> so they're having it in person, but what they're doing is there's multiple theaters. Um, so they have different cameras for them. At least this was the plan uh, from what I remember. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on from Best Director um, and look at Best Actress. Um, what do y'all still think? Uh, actually, we have not talked about Best Actress, have we? No, no not really. How? Oh my God! Sorry, sorry. I'm very sorry for the listener that this is a random tangent. How on earth is Amy Adams seventh? In I know. All is she I really? Know. She's she's bad in that movie. Oh she's my God! No. <laughs> um, I don't understand. But but the the leading people right now, uh, Carrie Mulligan. I would say rightfully so, even though obviously like we're not as big as other people on that movie. Uh, but she's great. Uh, she's eighteen to five, um, and Viola Davis is four to one for Ma Rainey's, and Frances McDormand is also four to one. Uh, intriguing. Um, Vanessa Kirby's five to one, and Andra Day is eight to one, and we got a we got a huge. Awakening today, um, and it might change, but United States versus Billy Holiday has okay scores on Rotten Tomatoes. How <laughs> is it out yet? No, I I don't think it's don't think it's technically out yet. But everybody's like <laughs> everybody who already got their screeners, the embargo lifted yeah. today. Because I saw it. Here's here's a mini review oh. section for United States versus Billy Holiday, a uh, movie bad. Go. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's so long. Uh, it, it, only watch it if you want to see Andre Day's boobs, because you will see them a lot. That, What's the movie be- called again? United <laughs> States versus Billy Holiday. All right. It's yeah. I think there's pretty much four locks for Best Actress right now. And I think the, the fifth, fifth one is the one. Yeah, that's the one that's interesting. Yeah, fifth slot, I don't know. I put Zendaya because I, I kind of want yeah, that to happen nice. just because I like Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I think she's great in the movie, so that would be cool. Um, here's the one, again, this is, I, I said this if you didn't watch the Judas or didn't hear the Judas episode yet. Uh, I said this on, on the episode as well. This this film keeps following me. I'm not going to watch Pieces of a Woman. So <laughs> You don't have don't. to. Just it's not that you is can Vanessa watch like Kirby the first thirty minutes, and that's. I it. think she's a lock. Yeah. Wow. I think she deserves it. She was really good. Like she deserves. I honestly didn't but... like her performance. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <That's laughs> sorry. <fair. laughs> I just that's thought fair. it was really like I just didn't like that movie at all. That's. I fair. thought it was such a performance, you know, where I was just like, she's acting for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm looking at some of the, the long shot ones. If a long shot nominee made it for the fifth fifth slot, I'd be so happy. Cause like just just looking at a couple of them, like both Yoon 
uh, and and the grandma from Minari, both of them are getting a decent amount of buzz. Uh, for whatever reason, Yeri Han's getting like nothing, or at least not the same level. Uh, she's great in the film; like she's equally as good as those other two. So it is a little bit weird. Um, so m- maybe she gets traction at the right time and at least passes Amy freaking Adams uh, <laughs> at seventh. Um, Seriously. But, but a couple – oh, go for it, Todd. I, oh, nothing. Go ahead. I, I was just going to mention even like I'm, I'm, I have come out as, as not – well, I, I don't say it too often on this podcast because, uh, again, I don't like poo-poo movies. But, um, I don't really like – I'm thinking of ending things, but if Jesse Buckley got nominated, that would be really cool because that's a great Pretty performance. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Or like Elizabeth Moss – uh, Anya Taylor Joy for Emma. Like, there's, I don't know, there's a decent amount. Aubrey of- Plaza for Aubrey Blackbird. Plaza. Yes. That's, That's who I want yes. to win Best Actress. And I know, I mean, it's not going to happen, but she should win. Could happen at the, at the Terrans. Um- we could. <laughs> yep, it could. I think my oh, pick man. for this award would be Frances McDormand, uh, to be honest. I, I, it's a very engaging performance for me of the ones who are top billed to win so far. I would pick Aubrey Plaza, but she's not going to get in. I am not a fan of most of the front runners in this award, um, or at least like the films themselves, I guess. Sure. Uh, I think Mulligan's great and promising young woman. Uh, it's it's not her fault uh, that that script the... is the way it is. Um, but what yeah, was I think of the people in contention, I would probably also pick Carrie Mulligan, even though I don't like Promising Young Woman. I think yeah. Frances McDormand is a great actress. I I kind of the whole time I was watching it though, I was kind of wondering what it would be like to watch this movie if that part was played by someone unknown. No name. Yeah. yeah. Then it I would don't be because I was just would, like, it would be That's Chloe Zhao's other film. She's doing really um, good. See, I think I love her. She just adds gravitas to a film for me. Like, I just like, so I I really get what you're saying. And that's an interesting idea. I just love her in it, though. I I think she's fantastic and feels so real. Yeah, she's great. So I I think a little bit, and maybe it's just because I don't like the actual film as much, is why, like, I get to this point. Um, But going on on Lindsay's point, I do think Dormant, even though she, she is good in Nomadland, I think she's less essential uh, compared to something like uh, Three Billboards. I think she was amazing in Three Billboards. Um, and I don't know. Um, but I'll, I'll move on. I don't think there's... I mean, there's nothing for other actors, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, I think there was some talk about like straight, David Strathairn for supporting actor, but that's kind of faded. Um, okay. I don't think I've, he's in the race anymore. Yeah, I'll try to look and see um, if he's even listed among the hundred to one. But yeah, best actress. Honestly, if if I could and pick just one of them, still going Margot Robbie, baby. Oh yeah, Margot <laughs> Robbie all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, other awards. Um, this is currently leading for adapted screenplay. Everything is pretty close. Uh, the top five currently are No Bad Land, One Night in Miami, The Father, Ma Rainey's, and News of the World. And then there's, uh, a, mass- <laughs> there's, a, there's a massive drop-off to uh, First Cow, and followed by that is I'm Thinking of Ending Things and Borat 2. 
So I, again, I'm not as big of a fan of I'm thinking to anything, but the less Oscars that News of the World is nominated for, uh, so true. <laughs> more likely I don't have to watch it. <laughs> um, I would, so I would be definitely obviously in favor of I'm thinking of anything since I love that movie, but it's script as an adapted screenplay to me. I don't know, has like more nuance and depth to it than, to me, the weakest part of the, the film is the script, I guess. But uh, perhaps I just need to read the script and see how detailed it is. But the weakest part to me of, sorry, of Nomadland is the script. So it's surprising oh, to me. Oh, sorry, I, th I thought you were talking about I'm thinking of ending things. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. I love the I'm thinking of anything <laughs> script. That's why I'm saying like, it's surprising yeah, to me. You. Nomadland, to me, the weakest part Front is the script. Yeah. So, I so okay. So honestly, actually, now that I'm thinking of it, this would be like, and this is this is what it was like for a little bit, and then it didn't catch audiences. A Hidden Life is kind of like Nomadland in a way, like it's more, it's less of like narrative film. Now, A Hidden Life is way more dark in what it's trying to do thematically, um, and like way more of a of a quote unquote like downer movie. Even Nomadland, even though it's dealing with like poverty and and being a nomad and all of these things, like it does so in a in a decently engaging way. Like it's not like oh we're gonna we're gonna be sad for two hours or whatever. And I I actually remember now that you mentioned that I remember um, <laughs> a, a hidden a hidden life was supposed to be like nominated for screenplay, and I was like, but there's not much that they say so maybe it's just one of those things like that if it's an awards contender they're like oh well we got to nominate it for a bunch of things i don't i don't know i i'd rather see i kind of i kind of really like the screenplay for um nomadland personally like it's probably my favorite pick of those movies listed just i don't like mm -hmm. some of the like softer conversations that she has with people just like really struck a chord with me and i know it's not like the most complex thing ever but it, i just thought that yeah. it was like it was really beautiful just the way it describes like life and like all these different kind of people and how they live and i i, I liked the screenplay a lot okay okay Ew. i feel <laughs> I, do, I do feel weird that we're we're this far into awards contention and like i mean nomadland was this way uh when we talk about awards buzz like i can't talk about the father and it's like third in odds no <laughs> and it would be nice to talk about it but um yeah it's it's probably one of those four nomadland one night the father um or ma rainey's i, I feel like ma rainey's gonna teeter off a little bit in terms of wins um yeah i'm still curious about the father but yeah uh that's that um award uh so fingers crossed that news of the world gets bounced out uh but who who knows um but with that said another one this is nominated for uh this is where i will actually put hand up and say hey uh this would be cool if nomadland one uh is going to be best cinematography and for whatever reason, and I know that the techniques that they use, and I think that should kind of fall into production design, but that's a different argument for a different time. I don't understand why Mank is leading best cinematography. 
And I'm I'm Me. sure you guys feel similar. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> the way that that Gary Oldman moves, they really captured that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the first yeah. cow train for cinematography. That's all I gotta say. First it's not gonna win, but has an it, outside chance to be nominated. It's, it's, it's ninth a right now. Movie. <laughs> I tried to get first cow at the store today. Um, they did not. That's why it it went a little bit. Um, we we were able to start a little bit shorter because they didn't have first cow, and I was like, "Well, time to go home." Um, <laughs> one of the ones just just looking at the awards um, again. <laughs> Todd, you're going to groan again, probably. Uh, News of the world is listed as third. Odds here. Um, not too far, but because Nomadland's about four to one, uh, Mank is three point seven to one. I mean, News of the World might win this. <laughs> um, I just curious. I guess we can go around. Uh, what would be your pick to win, Todd? What would you give the win for best cinematography? Oh, I would go to Nomadland. I think it's beautiful. Argo, uh, would you differ? Would you be going for for that uh, first cow? In a perfect world, first cow. But since this is the Oscars, then Nomadland. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go, I guess I'll, I'll lean kind of a perfect world because I, I'm going to go Minari. I think it's the most beautiful film um, from this award season. And I don't understand how it might be snubbed uh, for couple other films, but hey, news of the world. Um, Hanks, baby, um, but Lindsay, what would be your pick uh, for cinematography? Well, definitely Nomadland. I'm nice. obsessed with the cinematography. This will be interesting. I might I might have to be very selective in, in who I pick for the ATF awards. <laughs> well, can I say that? Let me say this about Nomadland. It's one of those films... And if you've watched a lot of foreign films, you you can understand, or uh, a lot of non-English language films, sorry, you can understand. Sometimes there are films where you don't really need the dialogue to understand what's going on in the film and to get a sense of it. And I think those are films where cinematography is really special. And I think you could say that about Nomadland, where like if you watched it on silent, you'd still probably understand a lot of the plot. And that's just like editing it uh, obviously but it's also cinematography it's also um a, a number of different things and that's what i don't know about a script not to double back to that but i don't know how much of that storytelling exists in the script or not but that that's to me one of the things that's interesting about the film is the dialogue is is interesting i didn't dislike it but you almost can just understand the film by just watching it visually which i think is special I I feel I feel a similar way. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. I feel a similar way with Minari, um, just because yes, like, I would say that's true. The way those actors express even the emotions of that, and I, I do think Nomadland is a similar thing. Where even even the conversations, like if you didn't have the dialogue on, then you still could kind of get most of the context. Um, and that is like actually, honestly, that that goes to Zhao as a director um, to some degree. Uh, so yeah. But the uh, the other one I wanted to mention, uh, where Nomadland was leading for a little bit, um, you guys will be surprised to hear what is leading now. Um, but for best film editing, uh, Nomadland is nine to two. 
which is 4.5 to 1. And uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 is a mm. little bit higher at 18 to 5. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys feel about this? I think you know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, the, I can't I, wait. I can't I can't wait to hate Trial of the Chicago 7 even more. It's gonna be I'm same. already planning it out. It's oh <laughs> I'm gonna hate it and then hey, I don't even know if we can be friends after that because you like it. So <laughs> it's I like it. No. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I have to hide um, my <laughs> I'm just curious, what are what is Judas and the Black Messiah's chances on editing? Because that's probably who so, I would pick for best editing. That, that's mm-hmm. what I was about to go for go go over. Um because Lindsay, do, are are you looking at the odds right now? It's No, I'm that... playing a game on my phone right now. <laughs> 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 only only the best here at all that film. Um <laughs> The, the I mentioned that because the five that have the best odds currently are Trial of Chicago 7, Nomadland, as mentioned, but then the next three, <laughs> and this might go to Todd's Oscar manifesto or Oscar voting manifesto, um, the next three are Mank, The Father, and News of the World. <laughs> oh my god, are you Did they watch me? any of these? <laughs> Did they watch this any year, of these? This year, everything's going to be all white. It's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> I have a theory. God. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> the the Judas thing that... the Black Messiah is so good. Why is it not? The editing I don't is know. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So so I will say, Judas says it's dropping right now. I think it will get more of a push closer to the actual like end of voting stuff. Um, it's listed as ninth. And with that said, the other so these these four, I would be uh, very welcoming to any of them uh, being added to the editing because even even Mank, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know, <laughs> I don't I don't I just don't think like when stuff like Sound of Metal and Tenet and even to a certain extent Promising Young Woman, which that's the six, seven, and eight, those movies have like editing <laughs> in it. Uh, <laughs> And I guess Mank has those like uh, fade to black circles or whatever, um, which I don't. Maybe maybe that's what people really like. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna but, watch News of the World tomorrow. I'm gonna get it out of the way. It's haunting me. <laughs> I have to do it. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. I think it's. I, I'm I'm closer to watching that one than Pieces of a Woman. Woman, I will say. Um, I. I think I just have other th- like I need to catch up on First Cow. Um, I got the Naja sequel today, um, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm tempted to see like where that goes. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm trying to think. Do you guys know if uh, Nomadland is like up for any other like a leader in any other awards? I think that's mm-hmm. it, right? It's like sound and score and. All of that. Oh my God! Why is the little thing seventh in score? <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, I think that's about it for Nomadland. Um, so that's our review. Uh, if you want to let us know what you think, uh, tr- try to find us. I dare you. Um, 
But that'll do it for this review of Nomadland. Uh, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Margo. Thank you, Lindsay. And that'll do it for another episode of All That Film. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Bye.